woke. Time to get up. Hey folks, hope you're enjoying the show. Just thought I would take a moment to invite you to subscribe to Thought You Were Woke, No Speed Limit Podcast, and let you know that our podcast is available on multiple platforms, including Spotify, Google, Apple, Facebook, YouTube, Amazon, Overcast, Stitcher, Breaker, Cashbox, Pocket Cast, and Anchor. Also, make sure to hit the bell notification so that you will be notified when the next episode is available. Now back to the show. Amir Locke was shot and killed by Minneapolis police while they were executing a no-knock warrant on an apartment owned by Locke's cousin. Locke was asleep on the couch at the time the officer entered. According to the police, they entered the apartment and announced their arrival. Locke rose up from the couch under a blanket. He had a gun in his hand and one officer fired, shooting him twice in the chest and once in the wrist. The footage from the body camera shows the police using a key to unlock the door and then entering the apartment. They do say police and begin shouting commands. One officer kicks the couch that Locke is sleeping on and you see Locke rising up with a blanket covering his head and a handgun with his finger not on the trigger. Remember again, not on the trigger. Next you hear gunshots and that is where the footage is cut off. The officer who fired is not seen in the video rather. The officer who shot Amir was field training officer Mark Hanneman. Officer Hanneman was the subject of four complaints. Three of those complaints against him have been closed with no disciplinary action taken by the Minneapolis Police Department. A fourth complaint filed against him in 2018 remains open. This information was provided by Communities Against Police Brutality. No other details are available about the complaints from the information given. Officer Mark Hanlon is also a member of the SWAT team. Minneapolis police were executing a warrant in the search of search of both the suspect of the murder of Otis Elder and the possible murder weapons. Otis Elder was killed in an apparent drug deal gone wrong a few weeks prior to the killing of Amir Locke by police. The getaway car was seen speeding away and entering the Polaro Flats parking garage where the car was left. The three suspected of shooting Elder had been seen at the Polaro Flats in Minneapolis. They were observed on camera moving items between three apartments at the location. Two other apartments were also searched per the no-knock details. Locke was neither a suspect in the shooting nor lived in the apartment where he was gunned down. It is believed Locke was visiting his cousin who stayed at the apartment. Makai Speed, cousin of Amir Locke, was arrested the Sunday following the death of Amir Locke and charged with two counts of second-degree murder in the death of Otis Elder. Makai Speed is 17 and considered a minor by Minnesota law. Prosecutors are seeking to have him tried as an adult. Hundreds took to the streets in protest of the slaying of Amir Locke by Minneapolis police, calling for the resignation of both Mayor Jacob Fry and Interim Chief Huffman and the end of no-knock warrants, as well as the termination of Mark Hanneman, the officer who shot and killed Amir Locke. Uh, protests have continued weeks after the incident happened. Uh, Locke's mother, 
backed by other Minneapolis moms, have demanded accountability and the arrest of the officers in Lot's death. Students last week staged a walkout. A Minnesota gun rights group has called for an independent investigation into the shooting of Amir Lot. The group also condemned the use of no-not warrants, calling Amir's death completely avoidable. The same group has also condemned the death of Orlando Castile, who was a legal gun owner who was shot and killed by a Minneapolis police officers during what should have been a routine traffic stop. Mayor Frey held a news conference with Chief Amelia Huffman, attempting to calm down the protest over Locke's death. The press conference was quickly marked by Nakima Levy, an attorney and former NAAC president who was working on a committee set up by Mayor Frey. She said that Frey and the chief did not live up to the standards he had set forth in his re-election bid. She asked for full accountability of the issues and even questioned the Minneapolis police involvement in a case Chief Huffman called, claimed St. Paul was withholding information on. Both Frey and Chief Huffman walked out of the press conference after being grilled by both reporters and activists about an earlier press conference where Amir Locke had been named as a suspect and why the city had not kept its promise about no-knock warrants. After the press conference, Frey issued a moratorium temporarily halting no-knock warrants. Otis Elder's family uh, sympathize with the Locke family, but say they are seeking justice for Otis Elder, who was gunned down by the alleged killers. They also felt they entered the apartment, entered the apartment the way they did because of circumstance of Elder's death. The police say that they had information that Makai had a key to the apartment where Locke was killed, which belonged to Makai's brother. That is why they asked for the no-knock warrant in which the police had the option to knock or not to knock. That's where I kind of break off with the information here, but let's put this in other information out there. This is important. In no-knock warrants, 94 civilians and 13 police officers have been killed in what they call no-knock or quick-knock raids. Uh, Breonna Taylor suffered a similar fate in, in Louisville, Kentucky uh, two years prior when uh, police served a no-knock warrant on her apartment looking for drug paraphernalia and, and, and other things from an ex-boyfriend of hers that she no longer had anything with. Her current boyfriend fired a gun at the time through the door because he didn't know who was coming in the house, and they fired back. Now, police officers had been fired, but none of them were uh, charged with a crime in that case, in Breonna Taylor's case. Let's get back to the Minnesota police, because this, this case is about a mere lot, but also about another tragedy, the death of Otis Elder. Okay, so you see the shirt I'm wearing, it's Black Lives Matter. When it comes to Black Lives Matter, here's a complete circle of everything that's going on here in that this case. This is Minneapolis. How many times have they been in the news? Not just Amir Lock. We got Orlando Castillo, George Floyd, and Dante Wright. All of these are with either in Minnesota or the Minnesota area. Of those three other cases that I mentioned, two of them have led to the conviction of police officers. And I do want to mention this. The Minnesota Police Department is currently under investigation by the Department of Justice for civil rights violations. They should be investigating Minneapolis no-knock warrants as well. The entire police department needs to be investigated for everything that it's doing. To see if there's any improvements we can make, right? But this is this isn't only here. This is in any city in America. 
any city in America. Black men are dying on two ends. Oldest elder, the victim of crime. You can say black on black crime. Amir Locke, the victims of police pursuing justice at any cost. A legal gun-owning black man in this country. Ask him or Orlando Castillo if you could. Almost doesn't have a right to carry a gun because it could get killed at any moment. Because of this pursuit of justice at any cost. See, the thing about uh, uh, Amelia Ch- uh, Huffman and what she said in the press conference, I didn't mention that here, but I should have. And she said that the police only had a moment's notice to make a decision. So did Amir Locke. Because you stormed into a house where he's asleep on the couch. Now, now, people who are suddenly awoken do all kinds of strange things. I know I have. You know, you, you might run, you might run away one way and do something you don't think about throwing on your pants or doing any of those things. You're surprised by so he's suddenly surprised by people. He's got this gun for protection, so his only thing is like, "Whoa, somebody just kicked my couch." There's people in my house. Get up! I'm gonna fire. They're all pointing guns at it, right? He doesn't really know what's going on. Oh, they announced themselves they were coming. He was still asleep on the couch when the guy kicked the couch. He did not hear them when they came in. He was sleeping pretty good. But this young man is dead. What was the necessity of a no-knock warrant for someone? You may consider a person dangerous, but you could have observed department to make sure that this particular individual you were looking for was there. I guess they assumed he was there. So what we need to do, it's an apartment building. There's one of two ways out of an apartment building, maybe three. If it's on the first floor, it may be able to get out a window. Maybe on the second floor, it be able to get out a window. But there's only one of two ways out. It's either front door or back door or balcony door, whatever they have on the apartment. Those are the only ways out of the apartment. So couldn't you have observed the uh, the apartment to see where they were coming from. I understand that you need to collect evidence and there's a certain window to collect that evidence, but you could have also knocked on the door and tried to get in the apartment because there's only one or two ways out. So if somebody's hiding in there, I know you don't want to be set up because you're worried about being killed. I get that. It's a dangerous thing to enter a house, but a no-knock warrant is very dangerous. Considering that Amir Locke was in the house and he was killed and he was an innocent bystander, regardless of the circumstance he was in. See, like I said, we have two victims here. Let's get to the other one. Otis Elder. Regardless of what what the situation was, whether it was a drug dealer or not, Otis Elder should not be dead right now. And in the middle is a 17-year-old young man who's going to spend the rest of his life in jail for this crime. How did we fail this young man? His action has led to the death of his cousin and another man. His actions alone have led to their death. How do we how do how do we resolve this in society? You know, we talk about needing more mental health for people. We need more social workers. 
We need more training of our kids so they can deal with life's issues. There were some press releases that showed uh, Malik and his friends basically, you know, driving Mercedes Benz, flashing cash and guns and doing all those things. You know, the stuff you see in, you know, the music videos about rappers. And I'm not blaming rappers. I'm blaming a lifestyle. Can't blame the rappers. It's just music. I grew up on the same music. I grew up with NWA. I grew up with uh, Naughty by Nature. I grew up with all, all kinds of groups. You know what I'm saying? I grew up with that music. But you didn't see me gun-toting around. I love the beat. That was what I loved. I love the beat. I didn't I didn't start becoming a gun-toting idiot. So there's more to it than that. There's other things that are, are at hand. Maybe the child needs some psychological help. Maybe... Maybe there were some social issues going on. Maybe he didn't have the right people in his life. I don't know. He's 17 years old. Maybe he was there living with his brother instead of being at home with his mother. Maybe there's something wrong with that. I don't know. I don't want to just blame the parents either. But the thing is, we've got to find out how do we fix that. Because by his unraveling, Otis Elder is dead. By his unraveling, uh, unraveling, Amir Locke is dead. Amir Locke, from what I'm hearing, is a good kid. Lawful gun-carrying kid who didn't commit any crimes. Regardless of what his cousin did, that's still his cousin. That's a family member. People ha- hang around with family members all the time that do things that they shouldn't do. You can't blame them for what that family member does. Not necessarily. So how do we fix this problem? Because it's an epidemic. Black people are getting it from both ends. When we say black lives matter, they matter on both ends. No justice, no peace. Seriously, no justice, no peace. Even among ourselves, we have no justice and no peace. How do we fix ourselves to get us out of this situation so they can stop killing us when they come at us with justice at any cost. We've got to fix the problem in your neighborhood. We're going to fix it like this. We're going to just run everybody over. We're going to knock down doors. We're going to find the criminals at any cost. We've had a drug war that's been going on since God knows when. And where has it gotten us? Hundreds of thousands of people dead. And the drugs are still on the street. Something's wrong with the whole situation. In fact, it's getting worse. You got uh, uh, opioids. Come to find out some of that stuff has something to do with manufacturers being involved. So, so when Black Lives Matter marches in the street, when you hear about these kids, I'm, I'm, gl- I'm glad a gun rights activist group got involved on the right side, because the NRA, I don't know where they are, I haven't heard anything from them, you know, you hear people say, oh, that's a shame, sorry that happened, then they move on, they'd rather attack kids who are fighting mass shootings at their schools than to fight for people who legally have the right to carry a gun, so I won't even talk about that, but this gun rights in uh, group right here, thank them for for being on the right side of this, okay, I thank them for being on the right side of this. And there are other questions you have to ask. 
why was this particular police officer who's been had three other complaints and one still open? Why is he still a training officer on the SWAT team? Active. He should be on a desk job. Well, now he shouldn't have a job at all. As far as I'm concerned, uh, he's been he's suspended with pay. I'm sure he's sitting at home with his kids, sweating bullets, hoping that this investigation gets him back in, back to the job. I'm sure that's what's going on. Maybe he shouldn't get this job back. Maybe he should retire from this altogether. Maybe he should get out of law enforcement. Go to school, become a lawyer. That might be bad, too. But just go to school and become a lawyer or something if he gets away from, with this case. Go go away from law enforcement. Do not touch another gun. Do not put anybody in harm's way, including yourself. Maybe that's what he should do. I don't know. The questions abound. We need solutions to these problems. Otherwise, Amir Lott now joins Orlando Castile, George Floyd, and Dante Wright, not to mention Breonna Taylor, and God knows the list is long of all the people who have been killed by police officers. And look here, 94 civilians have died in no-knock warrants. 13 police officers, yet we continue to use no-knock warrants like these are a justifiable thing. It's okay. This is a problem. There's problems that are not being properly solved. But yet we hear about police departments that are working on that. We hear about the Camden Police Department that reduced, reduced incidents of violence between police and civilians. Reduced the murders and crimes in their neighborhoods by reforming their police departments. People are so scared of the crime, they're not willing to reform the police department that's not working. Do you understand? The current system we got is not working. So we need to make some serious changes to make it work. That is our problem. There's a lot of mental illness in the world. There are hurting people who need social help. There are single parents out there trying to raise kids on their own. There are two-parent homes where they're not making enough money. All of these are issues. We have some people say, oh, all they need is two parents at home. Well, how are they going to get there on a $8 an hour salary with a $800 apartment or home they have to pay for every month? How are they going to pay for that when they got to have insurance for their children and those jobs they got aren't guaranteed to give decent insurance for their kids? There's still a lot of out-of-pocket costs for that. You say, no, those are excuses. How are we supposed to expect our kids to do right when they get education systems where teachers are overtaxed, where they can't see the problem students and fix the problems in time? Always the kids' fault. They need to learn how to work. Work harder. They're just not working hard. Look where I've gotten. You're one of the few people that made it. You're one of the few people that didn't hit the tripwire, who didn't fall on their face, who didn't get tripped up by all the obstacles in their life. Be glad of that. But at the same time, we need to work on how we can fix the problems that are causing things to get worse. Oldest Elder shouldn't be dead right now. Amir Locke 
should not be dead right now. If we were doing the right things. Our society is so materialistic. It's it's a, a materialistic society. Money matters more than anything. I heard somebody say the other day, we were talking about environmental stuff. It's like, oh, environmental at all costs, it would hurt. You know, it'd be uh, far worse if we didn't have money in a good environment. You know what? I think breathing air is more important than dollars. I mean, if you can't breathe, you you definitely can't spend money, right? That's going off the subject we're talking about, but you get what I'm saying, right? We don't put enough value on human life. We need to put more value on Otis Elder's life. We need to put more value on Amir Locke's life. There are good people out there doing good things. There are coaches, teachers, people that I personally know. Shout out to my frat brothers, because I know a lot of them are doing good things. Shout out to my church members. I know that a lot of them are doing good things. There are people helping homeless people. There are people helping people in jail. Because the system has failed them. The system we created has failed them. But we keep trying to tread, retread the same system. Like it just worked. It works. America works the way it's not working for everybody. Here are two more people. Actually, three, if you think about Malik. Three more people here that have been failed by our system. You know, when a coach, when they lose a football game and a coach doesn't go, well, it's your fault. A coach goes, I apologize. I didn't prepare you enough for this game. You know, this, it may have been a player's fault. Maybe somebody fumbled the ball. Maybe somebody forgot an assignment. But he's not going to say, he says, he's going to say, I failed you. But I will prepare you better next time. That's not what the mayor said here. I call for calm. We're, we're looking for transparency. You're supposed to be the one that's supposed to be transparent. But yet, apparently, still, somehow Amir Locke was a suspect when he wasn't. Things were muddied for a couple of days about this whole situation because of things you guys said in your office. And I don't live in Minneapolis, Minnesota, but apparently it's a mess right now. That's why the Department of Justice is investigating the police department. That's why uh, former chief Mandarin Arandondo resigned. That's why we're still talking about George Floyd, Dante Wright, Orlando Castile. Now, I add a mere lock to that. I know I'll say it a thousand times today. And, you know, Breonna Taylor happened in St. Louis. No, I mean, well, in Louisville. There's cases in St. Louis. There's cases in Alabama. Birmingham, Alabama. Young man at a mall. Gets shot by the police. He was legally carrying a gun also. What are we doing, America? What are we doing? How do I end this story? Except to say, the only hope at the end of the tunnel is that we are actually working towards police reform. 
We're not just throwing money at the situation, which is what some people want to do. Just give more money to the police. Put more police on the street. Maybe the problem is they're not properly trained in everything that they need to be properly trained. And they're not mental health workers. They're not social workers. They're not necessarily everybody's mom or dad or school teachers or any of those things. All the things that could help. We seem to put less money into that than we do into throwing people in jail and building new jails. I, I can tell you right now, I know somebody who, who's who, uh, some states in the South that are building new jails and so proud of the jails they filled up. And, and we know it's a racial e- e- evidence to that. Let me give you one number. Alabama. Black people make up 27% of the population, but 56% of the jail population. Sure, people commit crimes. Most of those people are poor. Poorly educated. Lack the proper work skills to be out on the street. And they don't get it until they go to jail. That's why we need to fix something. Some things need to be fixed. But the people who are in charge apparently aren't the ones to do it. We need to put the right people in place. Simple as that. We, as American citizens, need to work on putting the right people in place so that things can change. So, America, what are the solutions to the problems? That's what we got to figure out. We got to figure out what the solutions are, what the right things are that we need to do to get this done. Well, folks, that's the end of my show. I hope you enjoyed the show again. Please like, share and subscribe and please comment below. If you have some solutions, some ideas, please comment below. Please comment. Uh, if you're on the podcast, come, leave a message there. Maybe we can get together, have a forum. I would love to have you all on the show if you have some ideas. And we can have you guys here on the show. We'll work together to try to work through some solutions. Maybe we can give it to the policy. Or, or or start our own group. That's what we will do. But something has to change. So y'all have a wonderful day and peace. You have been listening to Thought You're Awoke No Speed Limit Podcast.